I want the whole world to know how sad my life is. Okay. Well, they do. <laughs> they didn't need a podcast to find out. Oh, <laughs> just fucking burned you. All right. Potty, potty, fun time, friendship time. Okay. I think we can probably start. I think we, st- I thought we'd start. Okay. listening to Single and Unemployed, a podcast about two 28-year-old losers with absolutely nothing checked off of their before 30 timelines. Just kidding, kind of. It's actually about being 20-something and still figuring life out. If you thought your life would look different by now and you occasionally fill up with an existential feeling of dread, then this podcast is for you. We're here figuring it out right alongside you and trust us, you are probably, maybe, exactly where you're meant to be. Okay, Katie, we need to do our intros for any new listeners, and we do have some updates, so you go first. Okay, well, this podcast is called Single and Unemployed, because we're both single and unemployed, and we live with our moms, which was just like a beautiful coincidence the universe offered us. Um, Despite these uh, beautiful little coincidences, um, a little bit of my life has changed recently. I was actually asked to come back to work. Um, So I'm actually going to my first shift back at work today, which is really, um, yeah, it's actually, it is exciting in in a way because I kind of miss having my like crew of people that I love seeing all the time and you know just socializing I'm a very social person so it's going to give me an opportunity to kind of get out of the house and uh, dedicate myself to like uh, I don't know even just like a short shift it's going to be good for my brain but obviously I'm also really nervous because I work in the service industry and before I was doing kind of like a mix of management and serving um, and now it's just serving so I'm going to be like constantly interacting with the public I have to wear a mask the whole time um so it's just it's just like a big change and obviously everyone's in the same boat so it's not as intimidating but uh yeah it's it's different it's a totally different world out there and so just learning to kind of cope with those feelings it'll be fun to see people and also a really interesting weird experience but overall I actually am I'm surprised I'm I am actually really looking forward to it despite there being a a global pandemic right now so the other issue is that it does sort of mess with our brand but probably for the best that we don't remain single and unemployed forever but also I think for both of us we as much as we make fun of ourselves for being single and as much as it is kind of an awkward age to be single because of the fact that a lot of people not like well yeah no I I would say the majority of people are kind of settling into like more long-term relationships right now um I don't look at it as a bad thing at all like I I don't look at it as a flaw and as much as like we call ourselves losers and stuff I actually think that I'm a fucking catch and I think that I'm a bad bitch and if you want to fuck with me then like we'll see but it's on my terms with my own boundaries and I'm I don't know like I'm not afraid to be single I you know no no I know it's like my life is dope and if you want to be part of it you can fit the bill but I'm not going to fit to fit into your life you can fit into mine Mm. The problem is we're really sending mixed messages here. <laughs> like, it's, it's going to be really confusing for listeners to understand if we do, in fact, think we're losers, if we think it's good to be single or bad to be single, if we like being unemployed or not. I, like, we're 
we're pot- really <laughs> we're, we're I, I don't know I guess even that is on brand this is all going to be mixed messages it's part of the overall confusion of being almost 30 and also not being part of that timeline because to be honest with you as much as I yeah like I think we're both losers but not because we're single and unemployed does that make sense yeah, we're losers for other reasons right. unrelated to being single and unemployed that we don't want to get into right now. No, we can't. <laughs> for a future episode. Sure. <laughs> My mom says I can't. Uh, okay, are you going to are you going to ask me about me now? Or... No, I think that I'm good. Oh, you want to Okay, sorry. Um okay, so Andrea, despite that that rant uh that I still stand by, um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stand by the fact that, like, as much as we're uncomfortable right now, poking fun at ourselves is because we're awesome and funny and not because we actually believe we're losers, despite all that. I am glad you clarified that. I think that's important for people to know. Right. Um, and I definitely don't cry in my bed all the time. Okay, so Andrea, um, yeah. despite the fact that, uh, you know, we started this podcast single and unemployed and living with our moms, um, obviously circumstances change. Mine has changed a little bit. So where are you standing now? Okay, great question, Katie. Thank you so much for asking. So I am still 28. I am still single and still unemployed, but there has been a bit of a life update because my mom is going away for a little while. So I'm not going to be living with my mom anymore. Uh, I'll just be living in her house. Which is actually, as much as I know that you're not super happy about this. You know that I live literally around the corner and uh, I'm always down for friendship fun times, uh, including wine and crying. Yeah, you sent me a text that was like, oh, now that your mom's gone, we can have sleepovers and like watch sad movies and cry. And I was like, my God, I didn't think my life could get worse. Andrew, here we are. (laughs) Okay, so um, this week's episode is all about our journey starting this podcast and like our last three episodes. And Andrea, do you want to kick it off with how that's looked so far for us? Yeah, I do. Basically, this is a behind the scenes of the making of a podcast that, again, cannot stress enough, do not do what we did. Don't. Okay. This is not an advice episode. This is a learn from our mistakes episode. Sure thing. Okay. We're going to cover five major topic areas, uh, how we came up with the title, how we actually record and edit these masterpieces, how we figured out branding, the absolute train wreck that was our accidental podcast launch. Mm. and then uh, end with some feedback that we've received so far. Before we start, um, I just want to say that I know it's COVID right now, but yesterday I went to the worst party. What? How? Okay, so there was no alcohol, there was no food, and there was no other people. (laughs) It was a pity party. I had a pity party in my bed for three hours yesterday. Uh, question. Did mm-hmm. my hundred texts and missed phone calls to prep for this episode help with that? Or... No, I promptly ignored every single one. But that's okay. <laughs> Mental health first, work later. Um, and, okay, I have something funny to tell you, too. 
Okay. So um, as I was trying to use that new software um, to make an like Instagram soundbite of our podcast that we could post on our Instagram, uh-huh. I accidentally found the funniest podcast I've ever heard of. So I tried to search us in it and it didn't come up. But what did come up, and I'm oh, not sure why. I know what you're. I think no, I know what you you're don't. Say. You have no idea. Okay. This podcast came up, and I have no idea why. It literally has nothing to do with us. It's called <laughs> "How I Would Cook and Eat Every Single Pokemon." <laughs> <laughs> like, there's an actual podcast that oh. goes through like a bunch of Pokemon. Like, one of them is like Charizard Chicken Wings, and like it, it literally just like goes through every single Pokemon and talks about how the, this person talks about how they would cook and eat them. That's incredible. What did you think I was gonna say? Okay, I thought because when I have searched for our podcast name, Single and Unemployed, the main podcast that comes up is called Single, Celibate, and Unemployed. I did see that as well, which is super funny. Yeah. That they had to specify celibate. I agree. I was I'm like, single, I'm not getting fucked, and I have no job. Like, imagine adding that extra layer of sadness to our already sad cake. I know. I part of me is like, we maybe, we maybe should have. I mean, with COVID, like, I I feel like it's self-explanatory, but I just don't want to declare that. (laughs) I don't because the truth is, is that 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 person made that podcast before COVID started. So they're by choice, or maybe not by choice. They're just not getting laid, right? Like at least we can say that COVID (laughs) did this. COVID did this to me. This is COVID's fault. I will not identify with that. I want to listen to that podcast. I haven't heard it yet. And I'm equally as curious about the Pokemon podcast. (laughs) Okay, let's bring some updates next week. Okay, Once we've listened. Okay, Valuable use of our time. Um, Awesome. So where we want to kick this off? We want to kick it off with the title. Mm. Speaking of great podcast titles why we did not include celibate we've already kind of gone over it's because um the entire world is fucking me right now so I don't really have room for much more yeah true maybe technically we aren't celibate when you look at it metaphorically like that Yeah, metaphorically the whole universe is fucking us so cool every day every Every single day single day but the title was I will admit was Andrea's idea because Wow. Uh, we we had a list going, so you want to talk about how we, we landed on single and unemployed. Yeah, we did have a list going, and Katie had some good ones. I think my favorite that you suggested was 30, flirty, and crying. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like, I think that, that yeah, that could have, that could have worked. Mm. And then we went on this whole rabbit trail of timing and because the whole idea of like breaking timelines so we were gonna do like bad timing or better timing but it just wasn't sexy enough like Mm -mm. it just sucked yeah they weren't sexy at all and then I sneaked single and unemployed onto the list (laughs) kind of as a joke yeah, I remember looking at it and writing dot, 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 LOL, Andrea in capital letters being like, there's no way we can use this. This is so embarrassing, but so funny. Yeah, and then we kind of got stuck on that one. 
And, you know, not to bring up my TikTok again, because this isn't about TikTok. It's not. But I did get the idea from TikTok because I joined in March, like all the other millennials when COVID hit. And I really wanted to get famous. Like I was so set on it. And so I was watching like millions of TikTokers explain all the instructions for how to get famous on TikTok. Millions. Oh, millions. Oh, yeah. There's lots of them. But the number one thing they all said was you have to pick a niche. Is your microphone on? It's on. My microphone's on. I Don't scare me like that. It's on. I promise. It's been on the whole time. Okay, good. Okay. Backtrack. You have to pick a niche. Okay. You have to pick a niche. So I was right. talking to a friend about it. There was like a period of my life where all I talked about was TikTok. And I am embarrassed about that. I am. But here we are. We've moved on. Now all I talk about is this podcast. So you're welcome to all my friends. But I needed a niche. I was talking to my friend and I was like, what do you think it should be? And she was like, why don't you just make it single and unemployed? So you didn't even come up with that name. So I was already making TikToks about the fact that I was single and unemployed. But someone else coined the term single and unemployed that you take credit for. Okay, that's not where I was. The look on your face right now is like, oh, shit. Okay, that's not where I was trying to go with this story. I'm so sorry. You're getting me on a technicality right now. What the hell? (laughs) Okay, sorry. I'm just saying I don't know if I would call that a technicality. Like, that's just, like, entirely just the truth. Like, we can agree to disagree, I guess, because I just feel feel different. Cool, 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 cool. Go ahead. Okay, for the record, it was my friend Kim. Thanks, Kim. I'll give her a shout out. Thanks, Kim. (laughs) You will not be entitled to any royalties, but we appreciate your hard work. We do. Thank you for your intellectual capital. But as of this moment now, it was my idea, and we're going to stick with that, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So anyway, that's how we got the name. And then we realized that our self-deprecating humor was definitely going to lend itself well to the title. And here we are. I think it has. Mission accomplished. Okay. Number two. The shit show that is recording each of these episodes. Do you want to yeah, give so, them some insight? Yeah. <laughs> recording has been super, super funny. Um, like just crawling into my mom's closet like Gollum and trying to balance my microphone and a cat food dispenser because my tripod's broken. Um, and then there was that one time where I was trying to eat overnight oats in the closet and my mom had this garbage bag of empty shampoo bottles hanging on the back of the closet mm-hmm. door and the bag had ripped and shampoo was like dripping into my overnight oats. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, but that was a really hard time. <laughs> Katie did talk about that for like a solid half hour that all just had to be removed. Which is so unfair. No, that what that episode was a fucking shit show day. That was that mm. was the second episode we recorded about relationships. And so it was like soap in my overnight oats was literally the least of her problems. We recorded True. for like 20 minutes with our mics off. Oh, yeah. And and then, like, we – I'm trying to think of what else happened. Like, literally every single thing that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Like, your recording recording thing didn't work for a minute. Um, My headphones started dying, and then, like, it was, like, all the reverb in the background. Yeah, literally all of your devices died, and we weren't done yet. 
Yeah. And we only had like a certain amount of time to finish recording because you had to leave for the day. No, I think my mom had like a fitness class in the basement. That's right. And like, I just like we had to re-record a bunch of stuff that like we thought was really funny, but like hadn't recorded. And so I'm really happy that it turned out as funny as it did because it really had the potential to be shitty. And then Andrea told her fucking hilarious story about um the yearbook the baseball guy and I was like holy shit you can't be funnier than me that's not an option (laughs) so I had to go back and rewrite my story so that it was not funnier but more concise because the story I had told was like so up and down and then you had to take like Mm -hmm. all these weird random clips and like merge them together so I'm I'm surprised that episode turned out so funny because it was it took us three hours to record a 20-minute episode. Three hours. Literally three yeah. hours. The meltdowns yeah. were real that day. Um, So one part of recording that I wanted to acknowledge is that for our first two episodes, they we recorded them before the Black Lives Matter movement really started to pick up. And then the third episode was like right in the heat of everything, the protests, all that stuff. And so we had this whole spiel um, and recorded it and then listened back to it. And we're like, this is so performative. It's so not personal. And we want to find a way to actually talk about the subject and make actual changes and not just allude to the fact that we're like quote unquote good activists um and so me and Andrea just wanted to take a second to um shout out some resources that we are actually engaging in and we really hope that by shouting them out that maybe you guys will get something out of them as well um okay so I just want to use this minute to shout out one of my favorite people, Billy. He's a black man that's living in Chicago um, and has been super, super involved in the Black Lives Matter movement and protests there. And the reason why I want to shout him out is not only because he's amazing, um, but also because he's been working so hard to educate people. He's been creating so many resources. Um, He's an amazing educator. I met him teaching abroad and from what I've seen, his work in all different countries has been so wonderful. He just is really passionate about education and he's a really passionate cook as well. His food is so beautiful um, and not to sound like a loser, but it is food porn. Like his pictures are beautiful, but he uses kind of these two things like his amazing educational skills and his ability to make these beautiful meals and is creating these awesome resources and uh is building bridges in his community. Um, So I just wanted to shout him out uh, just because I see how hard he's working and how much he has helped me kind of realize how performative allyship is a a huge issue. And I'm going to post some of his resources on our Instagram stories so that we can keep them on our highlights and people can access them because he actually made a really great video that would be great for kids to learn about um, racism and about um, about privilege. Um, so one of the biggest things I've learned during this time is that there is a big issue with performative allyship, gatekeeping, and call-out culture. So if you're a white person calling out another white person for racism, instead of taking the time to educate or provide resources, then you're not exactly being super effective in your activism uh, because you're suggesting that you are a good ally and you get to decide who else gets to be a good ally, which it isn't up to white people to decide who is a good ally. Um, So it creates kind of tension and division instantly. And it only make racists kind of stand firmer in their beliefs. Um, But I get it. I want to say go fuck yourself to all the racists I see. But as non-blacks, we don't get to decide who is an ally in the Black Lives Matter movement. 
Um, so what can we actually do as non-black people? Um, calling people in. Um, so we need to make a shift from calling out people um, to calling people into conversations that are difficult and uncomfortable. That means when you see a racist comment, you engage in conversation, you provide resources, and you do the tough work that black people should not have to do. This is our job, and this is how we can actually help. Um, it's been one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my activism because I used to live for call-out culture, and this made sense when I was advocating for feminism because, of course, this is like um, so feminism is something that directly affects me, and I would call out all the sexist assholes. Um, but if I had men in my life, I would want them to feel comfortable having conversations with other men so that I don't have to take that emotional burden. So, um, right now I'm reading this book called, So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo. Um, she explains how you can have these really tough conversations really wonderfully. And I highly recommend this book for those of you out there, there that don't really know how to get involved, but really want to kind of make a difference in their community. Yeah, thank you, Katie. I totally agree. I think there's so much work that we can do individually that actually is where a lot of the growth and change does happen. It actually reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend recently about Black Lives Matter and ways that we can be active allies as non-Black people. And she was talking about Amy Cooper, and she was challenging me not to look at the Amy Coopers of the world and think, oh, wow, like she's so racist. Those people are so racist and awful. But to actually try and see yourself in them. Right. And see, you know, like mm -hmm. look at the ways that we have internalized racism mm -hmm. and, and what that actually does look like and translate in our lives. Because we're not different. It's not like this subspecies of people. Like we are, we are like these people that are, are racist. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. we all, it's like built into the system. So mm -hmm. yeah, whether we like it or not, trying to say, oh, I'm not racist is not actually helpful. Right. Instead, what we can do is look at the ways that we maybe have internalized racism and really address it so that we aren't like that anymore. She actually recommended an amazing book that I'm super excited to get. I've ordered it, but mm -hmm. coronavirus. It's uh, making making the mail take a while. Yeah. But the book is called Me and White Supremacy. It's by Layla F. Saad. It basically takes you through 28 days of different topics around white supremacy. And each chapter is only four to five pages. And then there's four to five questions that you can reflect on and journal at the end. Wow, that's awesome. That's so interactive. That cool? mm -hmm. And it helps you actually do the work of addressing what white supremacy might be looking like in your life that you haven't really considered. That is such a cool idea, Andrea, because I think that sometimes just reading, reading is great and educating is great, but taking the time to actually like dive into your own prejudices and like seeing where you can improve specifically is also a, a whole other battle that we need to face. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm honestly so grateful for the amazing and talented Black creators that are doing what they're great at. Actually, for me, getting into podcasting was inspired by a podcast called Two Dope Queens. It's hosted by Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson. They are hilarious Black comedians. And that was actually the first podcast I ever heard. 
And I didn't think I was that into podcasts, but someone recommended it. And so I checked it out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. They're so funny. They would always have different comedians on their show. I think they've both gone on, uh, like Jessica Williams has like a Netflix special and she's in some movies. Yeah, like their podcast for the first week following the launch was number one on iTunes podcasts. The dreams we can only hope to aspire to. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we can get on iTunes podcasts, then that would be great. That would be great. All we want is just to get on. Right. But yeah, I remember you recommended Two Dope Queens to me. And um, I think it's really like inspired kind of the way that we do our podcast because um, their stories are so funny and so personal. And I think that that Mm -hmm. really like has inspired a lot of our content as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're like our what we can only hope and dream of being like. I mean, it was a little intimidating when you sent it to me because I was like, I don't know if I'm this funny, but. Oh, we're definitely not. Like, no, we're for sure not. But maybe one day. And I think that's. Everyone has to start somewhere. Start somewhere, baby. Yeah. Again, I'm the dreamer. I believe in us. We'll see. And I am the realist. Actually, in that moment, though, we reverse roles. And I think that's the beauty of us is that we're not afraid to switch it around because sometimes I'm floating and sometimes you're floating. And, mm-hmm. you know, someone always has to hold the yeah. kite, Andrea. Someone's got to hold the <laughs> kite string while the kite flies around. So um, I appreciate yeah. that we can do that for each other. Yeah. Once again, we're just sending our listeners complete mixed messages. <laughs> I think they like it. Yeah. I think they like it. I think that it's really on brand because we're just confused. Very confused. Yeah. Okay. Once we actually recorded the episodes, the third step was the branding. Big shout out to my friend Saeem Reza. He is a professional photographer who agreed to take some pictures for us. Oh, what an angel. Like, actually just wanted to see us succeed probably more than we believed in ourselves. Oh, 100%. I remember at the beginning of the shoot, he arrived and we were all chatting and Sonny was like, okay, so like, tell me what the podcast is about. And we were like, Mm -hmm. well, oh, you know, it's just kind of about how we're like losers and... Trying to make it funny. Mm -hmm. And those photos came out beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. He, yeah. I I was nervous at the end. I was like, I don't know. Well, actually, you were pretty good. You were good at being kind of like dumb looking. I don't know if that was actually what I was good at. I would say that I was good at posing because, um, quite frankly, I value being the center of attention more than anything um that being said that was not Saeem's feedback actually he said that I was good at posing so thank you I'm kind of disappointed because we took a bunch of photos in that like dandelion field and I at one point was just picking up like fistfuls of dandelions and like slapping Andrea with them and her her reactions were so funny because she was getting so mad at me uh speaking of the dandelion field do you remember what else happened there with the gen z kids going oh my god stop it do you want to tell them no you tell them you're fine i'll tell them i'll tell them so we're sitting we're sitting in the dandelion field and um he's taking pics and uh these kids um they're not, I don't even think they were Gen Z. I think they were <laughs> genuinely younger than that. They looked about 15. 
Yeah, two 15-year-old boys kind of start scooting by, and then they stop because we're mid-photo shoot, and they didn't want to, like, get in the middle. But we're like, no, no, go ahead. And then Andrea turns to me and goes, Katie, is that that Gen Z guy you were dating? About these, like, literal 15-year-olds. And I, like, had an actual meltdown. Okay. No, that's not how it happened. You started chatting with them. And no, I, I didn't. Like- I told... Oh, my God. You, you know how to push my buttons. I lo- okay. What Andrea says that I started chatting with them, I, she means that I told them very politely that they could go by us while we were taking pictures. I was not chatting with them. I always think I'm the best shithead until you open your mouth and I'm like, oh, Andrea, I'm going to kill you. This is what people are listening for. They want, they're want they begging for it. So anyways, those were not Gen Z kids. So for clarification, um, yeah, for clarification, they were younger than Gen Z. Gen Z probably looks older than me. Once upon a time, I was falling in love, but now I'm only falling apart. Do you know that one? I do. Yeah. That's my favorite karaoke okay. song. Um, great. So the photo shoot was one part of the branding. And then obviously we needed a dope cover photo for our podcast. So we worked with Heather Romo from Sage and Seed Designs. And um, we've tagged her on all our pictures. But she does these really awesome, like, cartoonized versions of real photos. So if you're looking to have, like, a cute little keepsake, we would definitely recommend working with her. She made so many changes um, and was just so pleasant the whole time. So um, if you're, yeah, you want a little keepsake or something reach out to her yeah honestly anyone who has to work with us I really feel for they're all angels yeah we'll tag all of them in our description so you can find Billy Saeem Heather and oh Gunner oh Gunner 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 my number one fan who is actually he's so great he he knows a lot about comedy and has been like really encouraging me to um, keep like pushing forward with my comedy stuff. So he has been such a supporter of this since day one. Um, but he did the lettering on our uh, on our photo and uh, it looked beautiful. Like we were we were so excited. It kind of just brought everything that we were envisioning um, from start to finish all together. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that was really awesome. And he, like I didn't even ask him. He was just I sent him the graphic and he was like, oh, is this what you're thinking? It was like, Gunner, you freaking angel. So yeah, really, really great working with him too. Um, so shout out to Gunner. Um, okay, the fourth topic we want to share about is our train wreck of a podcast launch. Right. Basically, we got together and decided to hammer out some of the details of hosting the episode. So like where we were actually going to save them online so that they could be distributed to podcasting platforms. So we were playing around with the hosting option that we chose called Anchor, and we picked it because it's free. And free shit is good shit. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Especially because we make no money off of this, so we're really trying to do like minimal investing. And then we quickly found out that it can take seven to ten days for your episode to be uploaded to Apple Podcasts. So we were like, FML, we wanted to launch this thing next week. So what we decided was we would upload the episodes onto Anchor, and then we'd be able to get the distribution ball rolling, and then we would fully launch the podcast once it was available everywhere. But... (laughs) But (laughs) this is 
where the major F up happened. Right. Because we had no intentions of launching on Friday. None. Not a single one. And I take full responsibility. Honestly, it is my bad. Okay. I, I get it. So we uploaded onto Anchor. We're on Spotify right away, but we're hoping to wait to actually promote our launch until these seven to den- 10 days pass and it's on Apple Podcasts. But something happened and everyone found out that we actually had already started hosting it. And what was that? What what happened, Andrea? I like don't really want to talk about Andrea, it. Andrea, stop it. Okay, basically... I was testing to see what it would look like when people go to our Instagram, what the link opens up to. So I added the anchor link to our Instagram and I forgot to take it off. Right. And I found out because (laughs) someone messaged me and was like, literally like not too long after, hey, like, your voices are, like, so great, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, thanks. Did you, like, just happen to stumble upon this on Spotify? Like, how how do you know that we've uploaded this, like, that it's out in the world? And then one thing led to another, and we realized pretty quickly that people figured out we had launched even though we never specified we had launched and then all of a sudden our friends were posting and like sharing it and congratulating us on the launch and it was just like this car driving away with us behind it (laughs) not being able to stop right like what do you do don't say like don't listen to it yet we're we're waiting for it because the point is is like on Apple Podcasts, you can start leaving reviews and then like within a, f- it has like the new and noteworthy section. So if you have a certain amount of listens and likes within like a certain amount of time, it gets like blasted. And so we really wanted to wait until it was on Apple Podcasts because we figured we'd get the most listens right off the bat from all our friends and family. Um, so that, yeah. so you guys have to promise you're going to go like, subscribe, and fucking play every single episode again so that we can reach yeah. this success because this is how you're going to pay back for Andrea's mistake. But yeah, it was just really funny because all of a sudden we're like, okay, what the fuck do we do? So I just started promoting it on our Instagram as if like we had meant to do it. But yeah, we're here to tell you that that was an accident. Okay, that leads to our fifth and final topic that we want to talk about, which is the feedback that we have received so far now that everyone has listened to it. Um, Yeah, so overall, the feedback has been pretty good. Like, I love hearing from you guys. And obviously, I like when you guys say nice things. But also, you know, if you hear a little something, something that you're like, oh, maybe not, um, feel free to say it. And actually, Andrea, you alluded to the fact that somebody had given us a little bit of criticism, but I haven't heard it yet. So I'm actually very curious and excited to hear what that is. Okay, so it's not technically criticism. It's just someone asked for further information that made me realize a mistake had been made. Right. Basically, I was on our Instagram last night and one of my friends reached out and, you know, she started with some compliments, listened to the podcast, loving all of them, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, And then she goes, I have a quick and random question. What movie does Gwyneth Paltrow star in with Matthew McConaughey? Because in the third episode, I talk about how I loved their movies together. Right. And honestly, I I had a feeling that there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> Did I fuck up your whole thing? 
<laughs> okay. Just let me finish. Hey, go. Okay. So I have a question. What movie do they star in? And then she goes, I've been searching the internet for an hour. So I obviously head over to Google and I also can't find any with the two of them. Mm. And then I realized that I was mixing up Gwyneth Paltrow with Kate Hudson. Seriously? Yeah. You thought this whole time that Goop was being run by Kate Hudson. Kind of. Wow. I know. And I think that's why I was so astounded by what you said, because I just couldn't imagine Kate Hudson doing that stuff. I mean, I don't know a lot about Kate Hudson, and I have to imagine that because she is a white woman in Hollywood, she's probably had some problematic behavior. But I also like to probably. I also like to imagine that she's not a piece of shit. I mean, hopefully not. But you nailed it. It's just like there's too many white blonde actresses in Hollywood. Like, I mix them up. I'm sorry. That's so valid. They all do look kind of similar. And I appreciate you bringing up that concern. Yeah. So I basically messaged back and forth with her for a bit because I was like, you know what? This was my bad. And then I did recommend a couple Gwyneth Paltrow movies. Like, View from the Top was great. Shallow Hal. Loved it. She was in Shallow Hal? She's in Shallow Hal. Holy crap. I just yeah. Googled it. The other piece I've been getting a lot of feedback on was my story about Baseball Guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, first of all, everyone's guessing it because there's not that many successful people that came out of our high school. Who Did anyone get it right? Yeah, everyone did. Oh, no. So. That's so <laughs> funny. Well, you were rather specific. Like, who, like lives in San Francisco and works for Google like we come from a very small suburban town I know about 50% of the people that went to high school with me still live here I know someone actually suggested that I should DM him the episode on LinkedIn and then just send a timestamp for when the story about him comes up like no explanation just like 1536 Andrea what do you have to lose can you please do that Literally, what do you have to lose? True. Oh, uh, what are the odds? Have you played this? I've played that game, but that's not what we called it. I think we might have just called it odds. So basically how the game works is you ask someone what the odds are they'll do something that they don't want to do. And then the mm-hmm. person who has asked says a number. So let's say, if, like, what are the odds that you'll message baseball guy the clip? And Andrea, you'll say... Uh, one in 50. Okay, perfect. And so on the count of three, we both Uh have to say a number between one and 50. And if we say the same number, you have to message the clip to baseball guy. So let's go. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, 20, You're supposed to say, you're, that's not how this works. (laughs) Andrea. No, you're so full of shit. There's no delay on the phone right now. Was there a leg? There has to be. Oh, thank God. I thought you were just <laughs> fucking with me again. I don't know. We'll never know. Seriously? Oh, my God. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> we're going to play this game in real life where there isn't a leg, and we'll see what happens. But that's how you play What Are the Odds? Um, I'm just going to keep playing this with you until you have to send it. So We should just play it at the end of every episode. Oh, that's so fun. Let's play What Are the Odds at the end yeah. of every episode. Just like something hilarious that we have to do okay we'll see we'll see it's for content it's for the pod and sometimes we have to make sacrifices Andrea okay anything for the pod at this point it's all I have going for me Mm -hmm. so just remember that um 
I had some feedback too. Um, I posted one of the screenshots today um, of my friend Gunner just kind of roasting me. In fact, both I have screenshots of both both instances where I'm just being roasted. Um, so yeah, like I said, the feedback's been overall pretty good. But um, when I sent Gunner the first draft of the episode, he said, oh my God, oh my God, so excited. And I said, please be honest. And he said, I will. Gonna listen to it soon. I always thought you had a face for radio. Which is true. Mm, a little painful, but fair. And then also me, me and Gen Z kid don't really talk anymore, but I decided to let him know that we were going to be doing an episode on relationships and that I may have talked about him. So anyways, um, I said to him, hey, I'm having a tell-all about our situation. And he said, fuck, I can't tell if you're kidding or not. And I said, I guess you'll find out. And he said, how's the podcast going? Does your co-host ever get to, a chance to speak? He's not wrong. And I responded, wow, in capital letters. And then he said, are listeners even aware that there is a co-host? Okay, well, to be fair, earlier in this episode, I had to beg you to ask me a question. Well, if you edited out, <laughs> no one would have had to know about that. No, it's okay. Gen Z guy, for the record, I do get to speak. Here I am. I do get interrupted yeah. often, yeah. but it's fine. You get used to it. <laughs> he just really thought he was doing something there. Like, I think he really thought that he was like going somewhere with that and I have to admit I do kind of like being roasted like if a guy can roast me in the same manner in which I can roast them we're just always gonna have a good time like my love language is banter and basically if you can't make fun of me then the there will be no attraction it's just how I roll and any anything else you'd like to share today Andrea I think that about covered it So, uh, thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this week's episode of Single and Unemployed. A lot has happened on this episode. A lot of information was shared. And uh, if you think we're as funny as we do, subscribe, download, 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 and listen to every episode eight times. We love you guys. Have a great fucking day. <laughs>